You're listening to Audio, where music meets the weird, the strange, and the unusual. And you just heard the song Cardinal Sin by the band Somerset. We'll chat with them tonight about UFOs and aliens, and specifically Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar is a famous whistleblower, or infamous depending on who you talk to. He claims that he was hired, allegedly, by the government in the late 80s to reverse engineer what we would call UFOs at a secret site called S4, allegedly near Area 51. He claims he saw multiple alien craft, one of which he examined, and that ran on an antimatter reactor powered by element 115, an element which at the time had not yet been synthesized. Over a decade later, element 115 appeared on the periodic table. According to Wikipedia, he also claims to have read, quote, U.S. government briefing documents that described alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years, unquote, allegedly including the continual genetic modification of human beings. In the wake of his story, the government denied he was ever an employee, but later partially backpedaled when an employee directory was discovered with his name on it. The government says he was never employed in the capacity he claimed. However, there is at least one verified pay stub issued by the United States Department of Naval Intelligence containing Lazar's personal identifying information, along with official identifying numbers associated with verified classified military projects that show that he was paid and that taxes were taken out of his pay. These facts, along with other indicators that his past, such as where he went to school, had been erased, has renewed interest in his story. 2018 saw the release of a documentary about his life, and on June 20th, 2019, he was interviewed by Joe Rogan. On an interesting note, as of the taping of this show, Wikipedia, which can be edited by anybody, does not reflect any of the previously stated facts on its Bob Lazar page. However, it does speak about how he had trouble with the law and that his story was debunked. We'll talk about what he claims a little later, but first, let's meet Somerset. 
Hailing from Boston, Somerset is an up-and-coming rock and roll band inspired by 70s and 80s progressive rock and 2000s alternative rock styles. They recently dropped their self-titled debut album, and here they are with us tonight. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. First, introduce yourselves. Let's start from you on, well, it's on my right, but it might be on the audience's left. So uh, uh, the handsome guy with the black (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, yep, that's me. Um, So so my name is Connor, and I play bass and sing the backing vocals in Somerset. Um, Dave, I play the keys piano. Uh, I'm Bobby. I am the guitar player in Somerset, one of two. Yep. And uh, yeah, I write a lot of songs. So we have three of us here. Unfortunately, our drummer, lead singer, and our other guitarist couldn't make it. Um, and we're also jammed into a small piano practice room in, uh, in the uh, in the bowels of the basement here at uh, Berkeley School of Music. Hey, that is all good. Well, you know, Berkeley School of Music, there's a lot of magic that happens there on a daily basis. So I'm pretty sure that over the next hour or so, you guys are going to really get to know each other (laughs) even better than you already do. (laughs) So I know that you guys kind of started like when you guys were in school, right? Mm -hmm. How did you guys get together as a band? So that was so that was actually primarily Dave and I. Um, along with our drummer Jake, uh, the three of us met our freshman year um, at Suffolk, so also here in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and then we added Sean along the way, uh, Sean, our guitar player, um, and we comprised the house band over at Suffolk. We played from yeah from sophomore junior year until we graduated, um, and then. Through uh, a connection with a previous band of mine, um, we picked up Nick, our lead singer, along the way. Um, And then Bobby uh, was a friend of another friend who went to Berkeley here. Um, And after jamming, I think one time, I invited him to uh, invited him to a practice. So you guys knew pretty much well, like right off the bat, that he was the guy. Yeah, of course. So would you say that there's there's been kind of like a connection between all of you as bandmates that like kind of from the start? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's really funny how like we always often talk about um, how everything seemed to just sort of fall in place at the right time and just lead. You know, it was like one thing led to another. So and so met so and so. And it just all kind of fell into place for us to become a band and then start writing uh, the record. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the universe just gave you the blessing and you guys just like just took off and ran with it. Yeah. You know, your music yeah. has like an epic quality, like soaring vocals, kind of reminiscent of Creed, super funky guitar riffs. Tell us about your debut album. So we just, uh, you know, we released the record in October. It was a pretty long writing process. Uh, it took us a couple months to really kind of get the tracks to a point where we, where, you know, where we really wanted them to be. And then we, we went to the studio, I think about 50 hours. We got a majority of the track done to a point where we were, you know, we were satisfied. To the pedestrian out there who's never been in a recording studio, that might sound like not a lot of time. Is that true or is that a lot of time? 50 hours in the studio is is going to end up being 10 hour day after 10 hour day after 10 hour day of playing music record and recording it and retaking things and changing things like it's kind of like you have to be on for that entire 50 hours because you're putting all of this work onto tape once that tape is out there there's no change in it you know what i mean i wouldn't say there's a lot of pressure but 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 there is there is pressure to perform in that 50 hours so it can be draining it can be really really draining when you're cramped in one space for hours and hours at a time, day after right, day. Right, right. And consecutive days at that. So by day four, you guys are like just, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an intense process for sure. Yeah, a lot of fun though. Can't, I yeah. can't I can't belittle that. It's bringing your like artistic visions to life in that context. I haven't found anything that's felt as special as that. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of uh, your debut album and your uh, plans for like the short term, you guys are going to be hitting the road, doing some shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, no tours yet. Uh, that, that's something that not yet. You know, we'll hope. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, put yeah, it out yet. in the universe for you. Exactly, yeah, we'll yes. put it out there. Um, yeah, we all we all work, uh, you know, full time on top of doing this. But I always say to people who ask me like what I what I like to do for fun that like it's pretty much just like I go to work and then we do band stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it. it takes up a lot of our free time but i think in the best of ways mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. i my philosophy is kind of in manifestation and i think the more you do it and the more that you just do it things are going to manifest and happen how they happen absolutely yeah. the law of attraction mm-hmm. what you put out you get out yep. exactly mm-hmm. cool. so we're cool. just gonna keep doing <laughs> yeah. yeah cool awesome so yeah then it kind of brings us to our topic for tonight which is kind of out there now i know you guys are um Mm -hmm. very much into sort of like the ufo like you know if people see you on social media they might see some memes and some jokes about it and you guys definitely have some ideas about this there's so many topics within this macro topic of ufos so there's one topic in particular, a guy by the name of Bob Lazar. I think that the idea of aliens and UFOs and you know extraterrestrials being among us and somehow being absorbed into our technology has been a fascinating topic. Some people believe it, some people don't. And then there's a lot of people who are kind of like in the middle. Why don't you guys tell me what you think about this stuff and we'll just have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm more... More of the mindset after recently kind of I've always kind of been curious about, you know, just the the unknown and aliens and anything, really anything of, of that uh, pretty much since I've saw like the movie, like what was the movie? Mars Attacks. That was a fun yeah. one uh, that, back in the day. Puppet. It was a was it a George Lucas movie? I might have been or it might have been Tim oh, Burton. It was uh, it was. I think it was Timber, but it was, oh, right, it was right, right. really the bizarre. Brain, the the brain aliens. Yeah, yeah, they do, they defeat the aliens by playing uh, yodeling music to them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that a, would that's kill a anybody. Cut. But um, <laughs> no offense to the yodelers. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. But yeah, no. Ever you know, ever since kind of seeing that as a little kid, I was was fascinated of like what could be out there. And then recently, I discovered a, a rather compelling argument of what I believe was called like the rare earth theory or the rare earth effect. And I was just telling the guys about it before we, uh, you know, before we were talking here today, um, just of like. This has, you know, could could have hold some water as a theory, uh, but essentially what it would be is saying that we, like, as a universe or as a planet, are unique in our situation, in our positioning, in the universe, among other universes, or in the, you know, in within our solar system, and, and even just where we are specifically, um, you know, in our galaxy. Um, that we are uniquely positioned to sustain life. There were a couple, I went down a super deep YouTube rabbit hole um, one night and and just kind of discovered this. Uh, But that's been kind of throwing a wrench in my previously, you know, previously held beliefs of what if there's life out there? So basically one night you couldn't sleep and you just kind of found yourself reading this stuff and it just kept going on and on. Yeah, pretty much. And you just went down this rabbit hole and you just were never the same after that. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So you'd kind of consider yourself an agnostic. You're kind of open to the idea. Mm-hmm. So Dave, what's your idea? 
So for me, um, my theory on aliens and UFOs, it kind of stays true for the way that I think about a lot of things, including the paranormal um, and even things in everyday life, um, you know, like manifestation and just the way that energies work and the way that things are related um, and, you know, just the way that the universe works. I am just super open to I don't feel like I'm in a position to not believe in anything because I feel like there's enough strange things that happen and inexplainable things and amazing things in the way that the universe seems to just fall in place where I don't I don't feel um, not arrogant, but like in a position to question it. Like, I, I think that there are so many things that you could point to that's just like, how did that happen? Or how does this happen? Mm. Or like, sort of like um, deja vu. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. It messes me up yeah. daily basis. Like, why is it that almost everybody across the globe has experienced this, but nobody knows what it is? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah. And it just sort of runs the gamut of like, I feel like in any context, there are, are strange things that happen. So I'm just here to observe and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're an open, like you're just a vessel. You're just receiving exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And Bob. Well, when I was a kid, I was petrified of the concept of aliens. I remember watching the, the the remade version of War of the Worlds they put out back in like 2004, like in my living room when I was like seven years old, screaming and crying. Like, I don't want to see it. Oh, is that the one with uh, Tom Cruise? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of like this uh, sort of like, not a deadbeat dad, but just yeah. not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, as I got older, I really started thinking about it. And once I kind of got to the place where I could kind of form these opinions, I it kind of was just like once it started, I went off running. And like the way I've looked at it is kind of like human beings as a whole. I almost feel like we like to feel like we know everything. We don't want to feel like there's other people around us because that's kind of scary or there might be other life somewhere, but we don't know it. So therefore it doesn't exist. But there's just so much unknown in the universe that I just personally think it's it's super, super duper likely that there's other life out there because the reality is, is all the matter that we're made of, that everything on Earth is made of, is the same matter that was released at the Big Bang. Uh, you know, the Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. How, however, yeah, we, right. however, we, we however the Big qualified Bang. we are to talk, talk um, on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like none of us were really there. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, according to the way things are described, that means all of that matter that all the matter that we have on Earth has been here since the beginning of time. And that means that somewhere else they could have had the same matter. They very well could have had the same elements, same meshing of moments and chemicals and whatnot evolution you know whatnot right yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like it might be kind of a waste of space to have multiple galaxies and yeah. possibly multiple universes and just have like one inhabited planet yeah and it's it seems like kind of limited yeah, right? you, you look at earth on a micro level too and there's life at a micro level here so like there's no way that earth is the only place where even on a micro level life can exist i mean fair enough i mean look at our oceans <laughs> you don't even know half of the stuff down there so yeah <laughs> um, yeah it seems like between the three of you you pretty much run the gamut from sort of like not quite skeptical but sort of agnostic to mm -hmm. yeah hell yeah there's got to be something else out there too kind of in the middle <laughs> right so i assume that you guys are all somewhat familiar with bob lazar mm -hmm. When he came out, it just kind of fueled like a lot of conspiracy theories. Like there's already been like these theories about Area 51, right? Then he came out and people were like, oh, yeah, this is this isn't real. And some people were like, oh, my God, this is the truth. And then there are other people in the middle, kind of like you guys, like <laughs> a lot of people, I think, probably wanted to hear it because I think subconsciously as human beings, we kind of suspect that there's something yeah. going on. Um, I don't know if it's a government conspiracy, but in terms of just other 
another life and other possibilities, we kind of feel like there's something happening. So his story really captured like people's attention and people's imagination. All of this stuff was just sort of compiled in a movie that came out like last year. Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. Did you guys see that? I actually haven't, no. You saw it. Yeah, I've seen, I, I think I saw the trailer in the first 20 minutes. I didn't watch the whole thing. Because... So you, you saw it. <laughs> so you saw it. <laughs> in all honesty, I fell asleep. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. That's not a comment on the documentary. That's a comment on a ability to sleep like a normal person, which is yeah. zero, so. <laughs> so this movie comes out Right. And by by the time it comes out, it comes out in December 2018. This guy, I mean, he's just eviscerated. Let's talk about what he says he was doing. OK, do you think that it's possible like any any of you can answer this question? Do you think it's possible that whether it's Area 51 yeah. or, you know, some other place that there is a place where, you know, there is alien technology that we have not? Our possession, I mean, are very broadly meaning human beings that we're actually trying to figure out or maybe we have figured it out. I mean, I always joke around with people and say it's 2019 and we have all this crazy cool technology. There's no way that the government hasn't invented a lightsaber yet. And <laughs> I really want one wherever it is. Um, so I, definitely- I want one, too. <laughs> What little kid didn't have a flashlight in their hands? As like, a- I, I want one that's like hot pink. Yeah, exactly. That'd be so <laughs> cool. I haven't seen one of those in the movies yet. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, there's got to be technology out there that we don't, you know, that we, that we can't comprehend. But I mean, even like, like Bob Lazar, when he was, you know, kind of doing his work, or trying, trying to kind of reverse engineer the, you know, the spacecraft or thing that he was working on, some element that like hadn't been discovered. And he like claimed that, this craft was using it and then years later they were like oh by the way that's actually an element yeah you know, yeah there could be- it, uh it says it was uh first synthesized uh, in 2003 and later named moscovium sure. yeah uh, rock on but, but yeah and, and his work was in the late 80s right yeah, yeah he claimed uh, it was all in yeah, the 80s that's too much of a coincidence to for him to be like oh there's this thing and then years later we're like oh yeah he was right or just like that element does actually exist. Yeah. yeah. And he also went into some sort of detail in terms of the actual beings. So I'm going to read it here. Uh, he identified yeah. the beings as gray aliens from a planet orbiting orbiting the twin binary star system called Zeta Reticuli. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a possibility or do you think he's just been like watching too much television? I I totally think it's a possibility. I mean, you look at all these things that you can pawn off as coincidences and it's like, I don't know. I mean, to what point are they coincidences and to what point does there come merit with, Mm -hmm. with what's being said, you know, even to like ancient, you know, drawings and carvings of things that we now know to look like spaceships and spacemen with suits and it's like i feel like there's so much out there that you have you don't have a choice but to keep it as a possibility Mm -hmm. because as time goes on things that were once crazy are now the norm so it's like what's to say that this is this this isn't the same thing i think that's an interesting idea you raise i guess back in like the 60s with roswell people just kind of went insane i mean it was like hysteria that there was actually you know crashed vehicles and aliens and they're dead and they're testing them and they're hiding them and now you know here we are it's 2019 it makes you wonder like if we did without a shadow of a doubt, find out that there are extraterrestrials and that they've been among us in some way, shape or form, would it really make any difference at this point? I mean, like, 
would we just be like, oh, yeah, whatever? Yeah, I feel like that could definitely I feel like it would be like so passe at this point. Like people are just like, oh, yeah, cool. Aliens. Um, Maybe that's just what's happening. Is that? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. The powers that be are waiting until it's uh, we're so desensitized that yeah. it won't make that much of a difference. Who knows? <laughs> I I disagree. Ooh. I, oh. I foresee like I just look at the way this like I mean, granted, I'm viewing it from an American lens. You know, we're having a lot of trouble accepting people as it is without aliens. I can't. Yeah, I true. find it hard to believe mm-hmm. that aliens will pop up and everyone will just be like, eh, like. I feel like that might be part of the reason, like, if they exist, it's so heavily kept under wraps because if, like, people were getting hysterical purely on the theory that there could have been aliens. Mm-hmm. Imagine how hysterical they might get if they find out. And this goes back to my comment about human beings have a tendency to fear what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel if that were to come to light that, oh, mm-hmm. there are these gray aliens that exist and we've been experimenting on and they exist somewhere in our universe, people would lose it. What would that look like? It could look like a couple of things, right? Losing it. Mm. It could be, oh, yeah, you know, complete chaos, utter chaos, mm. no order, no law, uh, because, hey, why? Yeah. <laughs> we're not alone. We're going to die. We're going to be destroyed. Or, you yeah. know, you put in the blank, whatever you think the result is going to be. Or it could be that now that we're faced with aliens, we sort of come together as the human race and uh, we make a stand and yeah, yeah. perhaps not be puppets of some system. Exactly. Maybe that's the scary thing. Maybe that's why it's kept under us. Yeah, maybe. I think it also really depends on kind of like what the situation were to be in mm-hmm. which aliens would reveal themselves. I guess what I find interesting about how people would react to knowing that there are aliens out there or among us is I do agree that there would be some sense of panic or chaos but i wonder where it would be directed because Mm. i think you could direct it at the extraterrestrials or at the governments of the world and i wonder if is it both is one more than the other because i i think that it could be framed in a number of ways i think that might affect kind of like the chain reaction of events that would follow well Yeah. yeah i mean i don't know logically you would hope that we wouldn't direct our panic and anger towards the aliens because they could probably eviscerate us and that wouldn't be logical but then since when are human beings logical so that's probably what would happen i would love to see it be like a moment for human beings to like appreciate their Mm. existence like i think you mentioned it earlier like kind of have it be a rallying call for humans to kind of be like look y'all aren't as special as you thought you were but Mm. here we both are in the same universe and Mm. now we have to coexist it would be super rad if that could be a moment for humans to like humble themselves and step back and say like let's let like we aren't the only person in this subway car or on this bus right now you know what i mean we can't just do whatever we want right and also just you know like our own perceived differences like realize hey we're not that different it doesn't matter like what color you are or what gender or how you identify you know at the end of the day like if any of us are standing next to an anthill or two and we look down and we see ants we don't stand there and say "Oh, oh look at that lovely black ant with the intricate designs and compare it to that lovely red ant no they're all yeah. ants so yeah. yeah maybe the you know the aliens would just see us all as uh all human beings you know and maybe we can start seeing ourselves as that as well would be lovely what i find too funny is how uh, the way that we see ourselves it would be beneficial to have more of a view that 
we are part of the universe reflecting back on itself. I, I think there tends to be a, a separation of us in the universe, like we're different entities. And I, I mean, I'm of the belief that we're a, a mirror of the universe, like we're a part of it. There's just a separation rather than that sense of like interconnectedness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kind of like Star Trek, right? Where yeah. you, know, you, you go out and, you know, human beings, we've gotten our stuff together. We're all united and everything. And we go out there and, oh, gee, we find out that we're all pretty much the same, even if we're from different galaxies or whatever. So it could be yeah. probably the beginning of that as well. Our yeah, entry yeah. into the uh, Star Trek world of, you know, being able to be accepted by others out there. Yeah. Mm. What a good world that would be. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely world that would be. Yeah. Let's start let's start with our country. Let's start about being accepting <laughs> of the people in our country first. Yeah. <laughs> our country, our neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even. You know. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do if we want to yeah. get to that that ideal uh level yeah. that we just talked about. We've got a little bit of work to get there, but you know, I I for one I kind of think that it's possible. So I think I'm an optimist. Yeah. I think you guys are yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I, I would describe all three of us that way. Yeah. As well. I feel like it's the only way you can be in this yeah. situation. Otherwise, what we're going to sit here and just just mope. accept. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah, no. I just hope human beings can come to their no senses time. and be like, oh, no wait, let's be nice to yeah. each other. <laughs> well, hey, guys, um, I really enjoyed our time together. I really enjoyed not just talking to you guys, but getting to know you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It was a blast. Stream Somerset's new album on all major music streaming platforms and find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on their website, somersetband.com. That's S-O-M-E-R-S-E-T band.com. Thank you so much for, for joining our little podcast here. Thanks for sharing your music. Good luck with your debut album. I hope it just like burns everything in sight with its hotness. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thank you guys out there in listener land and watcher land for checking out another episode of audio. And we'll see you next time. Ciao. Peace. Thanks for listening, folks. Get a full transcript of this episode, along with phrases to Google, links, and more at audio.com, O-D-D-D-I-O.com. And while you're there, sign up for our official email list to get first dibs on new stuff. Also, like, subscribe, and click the notification bell on our YouTube channel for the latest videos. Audio is a registered subsidiary of Papa Grace and Oshun 55 LLC, all rights reserved. <laughs>